this is Metal Mike, and in this episode I talk with the amazing singer of Angel, Frank Domino. We talk about the new lineup and their new album, Once Upon a Time. Of course, we revisit the classic Angel stuff. You're going to love it. Check it out. Frank, welcome to the 80s Glam Metal Cast, man. How are you? I'm great. It's good to be here, Mike. Awesome, man. Well, hey, I'm super excited because I've been on a huge Angel kick. I've been listening to Once Upon a Time and, and all the old stuff, too, man. What do you want to tell everybody about the new album? And, you know, I mean, the first few albums were, were, were closely aligned. But as we as we moved forward with, with everything, you know, we started to develop writing, different different kind of writing ideas and stuff and melding those all things together. Whereas those first few albums, uh, uh, Greg... Uh, Punk and myself wrote most of the stuff. As we as we got on and now uh, up to this album, I think we started to develop more songwriters. And uh, and Angel was never uh, a band that uh, you know that pigeonholed themselves in, in, in any single category. You know, we're we're a very high energy band. We always have been. The uh, the original band was very high energy, and the and the uh, band we have now, the new band with the uh, the new guys. Is uh, is very high energy as well. So that's a that's a constant. Uh, but the writing is always uh, is always important to us. And uh, you know, we, I don't think we put restrictions on ourselves when we write. So uh, we just want to do the uh, the best we can writing and and bring out the best performances in, in everyone uh, in the songs that we write. Yeah, definitely. I feel like with this one and with Risen. You guys have picked up right where you left off, and it, it fits right with the, the old stuff in the catalog. What's the secret, man? Because a lot of people can't pull that off. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, like like I said before, you know, I think that we're, we're very lucky, uh, Funky and I, that uh, we had uh, we had the original band really clicked. When we were all together, we knew it was something special. and uh, And to have it happen again... Uh, for the second time is very unusual so i uh, i i think uh both of us are lucky to have the guys we have and uh and we keep on doing the the same things that we did in the past punky and i have written uh, a lot of stuff together the original stuff and now we add uh danny to the mix so between the three of us i think uh danny is uh, has always been a big fan of angel so he he guessed what we were doing before and what we're doing what we want to do now so between the three of us, I think we have we have a constant uh, a mind to keep ourselves in a certain pocket, but also to branch out as well. So uh, I'm very grateful for uh, for the for the second time around to be as to be as good as it is the first time around. You got a favorite song on the new album, or a couple that you really like? I, I don't really have a favorite song. I mean, I have uh, there there are some things that I really like and love about the, you know all the albums, but. Uh, I don't have any particular favorite song. I, I, you know, I think all of the songs are uh, uh, have put. A, we've all put a lot of effort into them, and um, to say I have a favorite uh, would be very difficult. You know. Yeah, that's. Uh, there, there's, you know, there's certain ones I really enjoy playing live, and there were certain ones that I certainly enjoyed recording. You know, that I don't think would would be able to do live, but uh, you know, but these days you never know. But uh, but like I said, each song has a different. Uh, a, a different parallel to it so that you know i really enjoy each song for different things and uh i i don't really have a favorite i just overall i i just love the whole 
the whole attitude and the uh, and what we brought to the table with this last album. One song I was surprised that it was a bonus track and it wasn't an actual you know considered to be a track on the album was was Daddy's Girl. I thought that song was so catchy, so cool. It looked like it could have been on the the Angel album that followed Sinful or something. So good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably right. It, it is uh, it is kind of a, a poppy kind of tune, but I, I think it's 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 uh, you know we had to make certain decisions because of. Uh, of the length of the whole thing and we didn't want to uh you know there were times that we said you know let's maybe we should pull two or three off and save it for maybe the next album mm-hmm. or for the next or do an ep or something like that but in the end we thought we thought look we wrote it at, at this time to be put out at this time so uh we put out as much as we could uh, uh on vinyl as much as we could fit and uh and the rest we put as bonus tracks so Awesome. You know, working with Punky again has probably got to be great. Was there ever a time where you thought maybe he was never going to come back to the music business? It's hard to say, you know, you know what I mean? You know, people, you know, people come back and, and people don't come back for, for a lot of different reasons, you know. Uh, you know, uh, Barry and I did it for a while and uh, and a lot of people keep asking me, where's Barry? Where's Barry? Why did he come back? And, you know, Barry would love to come back, but, you know, there's certain certain physical things that he has to deal with and uh you know playing drums for all those years as hard as he played drums and for as much as he played drums uh you know uh wears on the body and, and it wears on the mind as well you know um so you know you know people people make different uh decisions for different reasons uh uh, and I don't, I don't uh, question anyone's reason for not doing it or for doing it again. I'm glad Punky decided to do it again, so I'm grateful for that. But uh, and I wish all the guys had. But uh, you know, we we move on and we do what we can. I mean, I've I've always been out there singing and doing whatever uh, uh, I enjoy doing. Uh, I've never stopped. So um, for me, it's hard to, you know, to to fathom, you know, stopping and then and then giving it up and then maybe trying it again. Uh, I, I, I've always been all in, so. <laughs> so so for me it's 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 hard, but I understand. I completely understand everybody's situation and uh, and sympathize with everything. I mean, in the new band, the guys you guys got in the band now are just killer. And I got to give credit yeah. to Charlie, your keyboardist, because I think he really gets what's needed, you know, on the keyboard for the Angel sound. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he does too, and, and I think uh, I think that it, it comes out. Uh, it's been coming out a little bit more and more. It came out a little bit in Risen, and uh, now it's come out uh, really, really um, blossomed in this last one. And uh, if we do another one, which I'm sure we will, uh, I'm sure it'll be even more. So I I look forward to uh, I look forward to the future. Uh, you know, I'm optimistic with everything. So I mean, I, I love the way all the guys play. I think uh, I think Billy has uh, has all the uh, all the the energy that that Barry had. He doesn't play exactly the way Barry plays, and that's great. But he has the same kind of of um, of, uh, of a way of attacking a song that that Barry did. So I appreciate that, and and of course uh, Steve Steve's a great bass player. So I mean, uh, I uh, like I said, I I I think Punky and I are very lucky to have a. Uh, a second go at this with, uh, with with such good guys and such good musicians. Definitely. Now, Frank, there's this channel on YouTube. It's called Mr. Deeds. 
Have you ever heard of this uh -huh. one? They, no. Okay, so I'll send you a link to it later, but he makes a lot of angel videos. So he takes your songs and he, he puts animation and all this stuff to your, to your songs. So the other, oh, cool. Yeah, the other day I got watching it, and he, and he did one for God Love If You Want It. And he put uh -huh. on this, you know how it's got that psychedelic keyboard intro, and he's got all yes. this kind of like tripped out graphics to it. Well, the whole, the whole thing was so cool, and it really made me think, like, man, Greg Drafia was like way ahead of his time, man. He was like a, he was, he did some crazy stuff, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you know when we first started, uh, uh, it was important for us to to try and 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 put both keyboard and guitar together something that you know a lot of people weren't doing we tried to to get like uh, the biggest uh and uh, biggest mix between the two together and uh and we we uh we had no bounds you know we went uh we went right to that big moog that uh that uh that that greg had and uh we tried to uh get all the information we could and and had you know, had held no bounds on anyone. You know, we tried to, we tried to do uh, experiment as much as we could and to uh, and to meld both that and rock and roll together because uh, I think it was important for us to to make keyboards. Uh, you know, I mean, I think Deep Purple did a great job mm -hmm. with, with with organ uh, and guitar, and we tried to do the same thing with synthesizer and guitar and rock and roll. You know. Yeah. You know, speak, obviously, this is the 80s glam metal cast. The podcast focuses a lot on the later 80s. Uh, a lot of people in comments, you see, they say, hey, geez, you know, Angel would have probably done great in the, the later 80s. Uh, what were you thinking when you were watching, like, Motley Crue, Poison, Warren? I mean, I think a lot of those guys, you know, had a lot of Angel in what they were doing. What did you think of that whole scene? Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I mean, I I know that that uh, that Nicky used to uh, he came to a few of our rehearsals and stuff, and and uh, we were we were rehearsing in the same uh, the same facility, and um, and Tommy Tommy used to sit near Barry and watch Barry. So I mean, I, you know, I and and it's normal because it's it's one of those things where you know I we used to do the same thing where when uh, Rainbow and, and uh, Deep Purple rehearsed next door to us. We used to go over there and watch those guys rehearse. So, uh, yeah, I, I think you know you uh, you pick things up on uh, on different bands that you grow up with and you listen to and uh, and you learn and you use it to your advantage. So, uh, yeah, I, I think with Angel, uh, of course, uh, MTV would have been a, a, a huge would have made mm -hmm. a huge difference for Angel uh, because we were a very visual band uh, in that respect. So, uh, yeah, that part of it would have been. Uh, that definitely would have been a difference maker. What were you doing in the late '80s? Were you trying to get anything going, or what? What was? What were you doing with music? Musically, me? Yeah, in the late '80s. Uh, late '80s, I was doing all. I, I went into the studio. I was doing all uh, studio work. I mm -hmm. did uh, a lot of stuff with Giorgio Moroda. Uh, I did some films. I did made for television stuff. So I, I got all my chops up to, back to, to that stuff. I mm -hmm. did. Uh, a lot of different sessions uh, with um, uh, Jeff Picaro, uh, and just a, 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 always in the studio doing doing stuff, trying to get into that that aspect of it. So to keep myself busy, you know. Mm -hmm. When Angel ended, well, you were out, like you know, like eighty, eighty one, or whatever. Why did you mm -hmm. Why did you go out of the band? It seems like they were still trying to keep it going. I know they did some demos without you. What happened with the end of Angel? Well, I, I think. Um, um, I think we just kind of like fell apart and, 
I know that uh, uh, Rudy was the last bass player that we really had. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that point, you know, we were trying to work it back up together, you know, with, with the stuff that we had. We had like about five or six tracks that we had written and uh, recorded. And at that time, uh, you know, Randy was calling Rudy to, to come and join him with Aussie. And uh, Rudy, Rudy had said, I, I think I'm, I'm leaning towards going with uh, with Randy because he wants me to, to go and play with Aussie. I said, listen, Rudy, you go ahead because we're, you know, we're, we're, we were in a bad situation uh, contractual wise with, uh, with Polygram uh, where uh, Jack Douglas was supposed to do our last album, and uh, that fell apart because Paul Graham didn't want to uh, uh, honor the contract that we had with Casablanca. They wanted to rework it, which didn't work for us with Jack, and uh, and so we were stuck in this situation, and we said, well, let us go, and we'll go to Boardwalk with Neil, and they wouldn't let us go from that contract, so we were kind of kind of stuck in, a, in, a, in an odd situation, and I felt like... Uh, at that point that we weren't really uh, progressing. Mm -hmm. So I started to do more studio work and just didn't, you know, uh, you know, kind of like fell out of the whole thing with, with the rest of the guys mm -hmm. uh, because I was just getting too busy with, with, uh, with studio stuff. So it just, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, where you look at it and you go, what do I do? I mean, I just keep moving forward. Yep. So, uh, so. One that's, of the last kinda... tunes you guys did was, you know, for the Foxes soundtrack. It was kind of like disco rock, very similar to what Kiss did when I was made and everything. Do you think you yeah. would, do you think you would have went that direction, or do you think you would have got heavied up a little bit? What do you think the last album would have been like? No, I think the last album we had like uh, five or six tracks that we had had written, and uh, I think it was uh, it was like a, a mixture between uh, White Hot and Sinful. Mm -hmm. um, but but you know, again the. the um, the progressive tracks probably would have come with us being together at rehearsal. And those were always the ones that where uh, we kind of uh, build on an idea that we, that we one of us would have and stuff like that. So I, I don't know. We probably might have had more, more of that kind of stuff going on as well. But I know the tracks that we had, had written and re recorded, we had demoed, were, uh, were more in the vein of... Um, the uh, the last three, the third, the fourth, and the fifth album. Mm -hmm. Now this is going really nerdy. I got a real nerdy question for you. Okay, so when I was a kid, yeah. all right, I bought Can You Feel It? I think it was like a compilation that Casablanca put out in like the 80s. Yeah. Yep. Okay, on that version of Foxes, you say Running With The Foxes, right? And I think yes. that's the version on the soundtrack. But when you go in the anthology, it's you say 20th Century Foxes. Why is it different? Yeah. Why is it different? Uh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, we wrote the song 20th Century Foxes, and uh, Giorgio uh, wrote a song for, the, uh, for that soundtrack as well. But uh, Neil chose 20th Century Foxes, so Giorgio asked if we could kind of meld a little bit of what he wrote into uh, his version. So we went uh, and uh, went back in the studio and did uh, uh, the Running with the Foxes bit. Okay. Uh, for him to to uh, uh, to see how he liked it and see if Neil liked that as well. So I mean that's 
that's really the uh, the reason why the two the two versions are there. But but our version are the original version is 20th Century Foxes. Okay, because the craziest thing is I I had lost that tape. I don't have that tape anymore, and all yeah. I ever had was the anthology. And in my head, I'm like, I could have swore they said something different. And I, I want to yes. say it was a couple weeks ago. I, I saw the Foxes soundtrack was on YouTube, and I went to it, and I was like, Yeah, that's what I remember. That's how I remember the song. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and I and I guess that. Because that track was there, because we had done it, and, and Neil heard it, and he said, no, let's just go with the original on 20th Century Foxes. So they had that track there, so that's probably why they put it on the anthology, because it was something different, you know? Mm -hmm. Now, have you seen the, the Spinning Gold Neil Bogart movie? No. No, I have not. No, I haven't either. I just wondered if uh, if you saw it, and, you know, well, what are your thoughts on Neil, looking back? I, I love Neil. I, I love working with Neil. Uh, Neil was a he was a great guy to to, to work with. Uh, he was just a genuine guy, um, and uh, I wish he had been around longer. And, mm -hmm. I, and I wish we had uh, we had been able to continue what we were doing because I know that at some point it would have been successful, uh, more more successful than what it was. Uh, uh, but it was unfortunate that uh, that it went the way it did, but. Uh, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. Do you think, you know, sometimes I look back and I look at, like, maybe what Kiss was doing in, in 79 and 80, and it's kind of poppy, you know? And then you look at, like, what ACDC and Scorpions and Judas Priest was doing. Do you think at Casablanca, like, I know everything was kind of disco-y, and, and that was kind of the way they wanted to push some of the rock. Do you think maybe they were out of touch with metal toward the end, or what do you think? Yeah, you know, uh, maybe I think some of the guys uh, that worked at Casablanca might might have been mm -hmm. a, maybe a bit of I, I, you know I, I'm not quite sure. I, I think I, I think what it comes down to is they were able to sell uh, disco to radio stations a lot easier, so that became something that they uh, they enjoyed doing and, and they wanted to keep on doing. However, Neil was never like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, Neil was 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 uh, out there and looked for talent and wanted to wanted talent to succeed you know what i mean so mm -hmm. whatever it was whatever it was i mean he loved he loved donna summer he he loved uh kiss uh he loved angel he lo loved a lot of different things it was it was talent that he loved you know what i mean so mm -hmm. uh I, I can say that for neil uh however uh maybe some of the other guys that worked for neil uh you know were you know they, you know it becomes when it becomes easier to, to get something uh, done and, and sold, you don't work as hard as getting the other thing done. So uh, mm -hmm. that's probably where, where it was uh, where it was going at that point. But I love the poppy. I actually love Dynasty by Kiss. I love Sid. I love the popular stuff anyway. So yeah, and look, I, I, so obviously so do we because we do we we've done it. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I, there's uh, I love metal. I, I love pop. I love this. I love music. You know, mm -hmm. music is 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 important. Uh, it's uh, it it, it, sa it says so much. I mean, uh, and and means so much to so many people that uh, I don't I don't categorize it as saying I want to just do this. I just I want to just do that. I I want to do music, and wherever it falls, as far as writing, how you feel at that time, and what's coming out of you at that time. Then that's the way you go because that's what that's what's coming from the the heart and what's coming from the soul. So, uh -huh. uh, yeah, I, I I don't worry about uh, whether it sounds too metal or too poppy or too this or too that. 
Now, I don't want to ask you what your favorite classic Angel album is, because like I said, I know favorites are tough, but is there an album that you gravitate to to say, man, this is when we were totally in the zone, or this is when we had it right? Is there one album that just stands out to you out of the old catalog? I can't say the first album uh, we knew backwards and forwards. <laughs> you know, we, <laughs> right. we wrote all that stuff. We started writing when we were in D.C. and Bogies. Uh, we rehearsed every single day. I mean, that this was our job. Uh, you know, uh, whether I drove to rehearsal or Punky would pick me up sometimes, and we we would rehearse every day, uh, every, Monday through Friday, every single day. Uh, we would go in like around maybe one o'clock and uh, rehearse till about six, seven o'clock, and then uh, come home and do the same thing the next day. So uh, when we came over to uh, to L.A and uh, looking for a producer, looking for a record contract. We were still going over all the stuff. We were, we were we were rewriting, we were rearranging all the stuff for the first album. So by the time we got in, into the studio for the first album, uh, we had those bed tracks and almost most of the stuff done within within two weeks' time, 10, to, 10 days to two weeks' time. Uh, it, it was very quick, and we knew exactly what we wanted to do by that time. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think back on that, but, but there was so many things I look back on and so many things, you know, with the fourth album with white hot, I think we were, we were really firing on all cylinders as mm -hmm. far as, as, as writing, uh, whether it was each other or individually or with other people. Um, you know, we were just, it was just a creator, a really great creative time for us. Uh, we were, we were trying different things in the studio. We learned a lot of things from Eddie Kramer from the third album recording in, uh, in the castle. So by the time we got into Studio C for the fourth album, we had just all this information and we tried to use it all. And Eddie, uh, Lee and Eddie kind of guided us along and never said, no, you can't do that. <laughs> we just try, you know, when we, when we, when we made, uh, we came up with different ideas either, uh, he either took us to a different level with it or said, okay, let's try that, see if it works. If it works, we'll use it. If it doesn't, it, we won't, you know. So, so uh, yeah, we, we tried a lot of different things uh, with White Hot uh, when we were in the studio. And uh, so I look at those two albums as really uh, as important albums in, in, our, uh, in our growth period. Uh, they were, you know, they were, um, they were big spurts for us. Mm -hmm. I think if somebody had never heard Angel and they wanted to, I'd say, I would say, listen to On Earth as it is in heaven. I feel like that's the perfect mix of maybe everything that you did right there. Yeah, I think you're probably right. At that point, it was probably the uh, the uh, the mixture where we we had a uh, you know some progressive stuff and some uh, pop stuff going on, and uh, yeah, I, I think you're probably right. One thing that comes up all the time, and you've probably heard this a million times, is that is your voice, man. You're pretty blessed to be sounding the way that you're sounding right now. What's the secret of the voice? What's with the, with the voice? <laughs> well, you know. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just you know try and take care of it as much as I can. Uh, I've uh, I've always been conscious because, I, you know, I, I took vocal lessons at a very young age. I went to uh, Berkeley College of Music when I got out of high school, and uh, you, you know there was a lot of uh, a lot of trial and error stuff where, you know, I, I did uh, sometimes I did a lot of singing, too much singing, and you got to know when to pull back and when to not pull back. Uh, you know, I try to keep myself in 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 my head level where I I, uh, I remember to, to to sing the way I'm supposed to sing, 
And I think uh, also when I came out here to Vegas and I uh, started teaching again, it it did bring me back to uh, where I uh, uh, remembered all the things that I was taught. And now I was teaching this to, to younger kids and students so that I thought to myself, listen, I'm teaching them this. This is something that I have to follow as well. So I, I think it kept me on my toes as well with that. So, uh, yeah, I, I just try and keep up uh, with doing uh, all the things I'm supposed to do vocally, exercising and and doing all the things that uh, I'm supposed to do as far as uh, pushing when I can and, and not pushing not pushing it when I'm not supposed to. Are there any songs that you have to sing now from like the old catalog where you say, man, what the hell was I thinking singing this high? Is there any songs that you dread singing? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, of course. Uh, Under Suspicion was uh, <laughs> one where I... I uh, but Under Suspicion, again, like I said, when we did that album, we were experimenting so much and, and, and it was a creative burst for us that, you know, uh, Under Suspicion was something that I thought, I wanted to take it to the most extreme I could. You know, I wanted to take it to the to the, the tippity top of, of my range and still be powerful with it. So that was my idea with that. Uh, however, I, I don't know if you could do that every night uh, live. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Some, you know, some things aren't meant to be <laughs> live. <laughs> but 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 who knows? At some point, at some time, maybe. Uh, Maybe we'll, we'll we will dust it off and give it a try. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> that is a great we'll song, see. but you're right. I was just listening to it. It, it is real high. The verses, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know. Again, like I like I said, I, I wanted it to be as extreme as possible, and uh, and that's that that's that's uh, that's what I went. For. Now I noticed at certain times, like I'd say, maybe when you guys did that album in the '90s, in the beginning, your voice sounds a little raspier on that album, and I think it sounds a little raspier on your solo album. Is that like conscious? Because now I feel like a, yeah, yeah. Most recent albums, you you seem to be singing more clear, like you did, like in the early days of Angel. So that's conscious. Yeah, yeah, it's it, absolutely conscious. Yeah, mm -hmm. I uh, I think that uh, uh, you know you you you're going for a, a certain uh, uh, effect for certain things that you know, and, and some things work for uh, certain things, and other things don't, and and. Uh, and like it's with vibrato as well, you know. There was uh, a, a lot less vibrato in the first uh, couple of albums, or, or a faster vibrato. And uh, I I started to pull pull back and and do a slower vibrato by the time we got to the third album. And you know, you know, it's like it's it's looking at certain things and using using certain techniques for for things I, I feel like uh are needed for certain songs so mm -hmm. now who is your vocal heroes i guess uh growing up my vocal hero one of my main ones was steve marriott uh, mm -hmm. and to get to tour with him and sing with him was uh was probably the highlight of uh of my uh touring time and uh it was just such a a great uh a great learning uh lesson to, to be able to sing with him and uh go toe to toe with him was was just a it was just it, it it was it was great for me. Uh, but there's a lot a lot of guys I really love. I love for their voice. Uh, uh, some guys I love for their technique. Mm -hmm. uh, I love I love Stevie Winwood. Uh, I I uh, I love Paul McCartney. I love his voice. Mm -hmm. I, I think um, I tend to go with, with with voices that are a lot less stiff. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I I enjoy listening to someone who's able to weave in and out of. Uh, of uh, of um, 
of, of vocal lines and stuff and uh, and be creative with, with 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 the melody and stuff. So that's a, that's what what I tend to to listen to for me. So what do you think? How much longer can Angel go? Is there more music in the tank? What's how much longer? Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot more music in the tank. I, I think uh, I I, um, I think that we have a, a new energy right now, and and I, I feel uh, I feel really good. I mean, but you know, who knows? Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, if you would ask me uh, uh, after uh, Sinful if there was going to be another album, I would have said, of course. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, so yeah, I mean, I I always look uh, to the future as as uh, something positive uh, and. And like I said, uh, the the way the band is now and uh, the energy that we have right now, we all enjoy playing with each other live, and that's that's really that's really the main thing and the most important thing. Uh, when you get up there and uh, play in front of an audience uh, and pull it off together live, you develop a camaraderie with each other, and 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 I think that that's what's happening with, with this new version of Angel, and uh, and I think it's important for us to do. Uh, uh, as many live shows uh, as we can, you know, uh, and and I know that a lot of people want us to come here and come there, and that's really not up to us. I mean, we, as, as far as the band is concerned, we'll play anywhere. It's really up to the promoters to to buy the package, uh, and it's up to the clubs to want the package. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, I think I think we have a great booking agent, and uh, he tries to get us as uh, uh, in as many places as possible, but. You know, it's always a struggle. It's it's a fight right now. So, uh, you know, and especially with all the craziness with the, uh, the with COVID, yeah. uh, the you know, you, people are trying to scratch back to where they were before, and and uh, and it's it's tough. But like I said, we're, uh, we're ready to play uh, wherever we can, and and uh, and that's what keeps the band uh, um, together, and what keeps the band so fresh. Awesome, man. Well, I'm so glad you guys are back doing stuff. I'm so glad you guys did those the two recent albums, Risen and Once Upon a Time, because I'll be honest, a lot of the modern albums from classic bands, for me, don't work, but these ones kick ass, man. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, man, I any, appreciate that. anything you want to say to your fans before we close? Uh, I want to say, you know, you know, just get out and support music. I mean, you know, and, and especially when Angel comes to town, come see us. It, you know, I, I think right now, uh, uh, if you don't see the band right now, it, it's a shame because I think there's uh, there's uh, there's just there's a time limit for everything, you know, and uh, there will be a time limit for 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 this band as well as any other band, and uh, and if you can get get yourself out to come see the band uh, now, uh, you you really won't regret it. it, it it's just a it's just a great show. I mean, uh, you know, it doesn't have all the effects that we had before in the earlier years, but it's just a great show. It's it's a it's a it's a learning process. It's an enjoyable show. You'll have a great time, and uh, and I look forward to seeing as many people as possible out there to uh, to come see us when we play. Awesome, Frank. Man, thanks for all the great music. I'm so glad I got to talk to you. So glad that you have me on, Mike, and I I appreciate everything you do. Well, that was an honor to talk to Frank. Hope you enjoyed it. Rock on!